I specialize in actually trauma therapy. I even have some clients who are even on this trip, people who have been through really difficult circumstances and just telling them chant Hare Krishna is not the solution. I really want to put it out there because there's a, there's a big misconception. It's one of the reasons why I became a therapist as a devotee. So sometime if, like, if you broke a leg, you, you wouldn't tell the person chant Hare Krishna and you'll get better. <laughs> 
So it's this, a similar principle. When somebody's really struggling with things like pornography, when somebody's really struggling with things like low self-esteem and all these kind of things, there's a good question on low self-esteem today. That is a, a good answer when you haven't been through trauma. If the root cause of low self-esteem is trauma, you need to identify it, you need to address the trauma. What Sutta said was perfect for, for general people. People who haven't been through terrible childhoods, you know, beaten up by their parents, sworn at, all sorts of things, terrible things, and been bullied at school. So those things need to be addressed in therapy. It's one of the reasons why, like I said, so many devotees actually have their struggle and they're like, oh, I just need to charge Krishna and everything will be great. No, it doesn't work like that. You need to, just like if you broke your leg, you wouldn't just say, I need to chant Hare Krishna. That's something that needs to be addressed on an emotional, and we do it actually on a subconscious level. It's something that's gone into the subconscious mind. So I just wanted to make sure, like, put that out there, that don't think that I'm such a bad devotee because I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. Sometimes you're not doing X, Y, and Z because of something that's happened to you. So heal that, and then you can deal with X, Y, and Z. Okay? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to chanting. So, that was the introduction to myself. Uh, can I just get a show of hands? Who chants regularly? Who chants like every day? If you don't, it's okay. Okay, you must leave. So, what would you like to know? So, I'll try to, um, I'll try to cater for both audiences. I know there's some new people here, and there's some seasoned people who've been in Krishna for not all all their life. <coughs> <laughs> and then there's people who are, who are very new. So I'll try to talk, if you like, for both parties. So if the new people, if there's something you don't get, don't understand, don't worry, that's for the seasoned devotees. What would you like to discuss? So, root, root, root. So while you're chanting, are you, what, what's your focus meant to be on? Is it just on, the, are you just meant to listen to the names as you say them? Is that it? So while you're chanting, what should the focus be on? Should I just listen to the names? Is that question? Reduce the amount of times my thoughts, like I get carried away in my thoughts while chanting, mm -hmm. and like bring my mind back to the where the focus is. Anybody else have that problem? <laughs> you speak on behalf of all of us. <laughs> right, so, so how can I stop my thoughts from going off? Is it okay to listen to Kirtan while chanting? Let me answer that now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, what are the symptoms of being attentive and what are the symptoms of being attentive and connected? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost it in my mind. <laughs> what are the symptoms of being attentive? What are the symptoms of being connected and attentive? The symptom of being attentive should, sorry, symptom of being connected means that you're going to be attentive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's more what is the symptom of even being connected. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, sorry. Do different people achieve those states in, while chanting at different speeds? Because I know some people who go really slowly. Some people who sorry, say that again? Do different people so achieve flow state? You know when it just explodes, your mind is really. Does that happen 
to me very often. But I'm glad it happens to you. It's a rare one. Um, yeah. It's what I experience with some people do it very slowly and focus on each syllable. Some people do it. Oh, when they're chanting. While they're chanting. They, they, they chant very slowly. Very slowly. Yeah. Um, but if that happens to me, I fall asleep. Yes. But I do it a little bit faster while still focusing on syllable. If I manage to. Yes. It sort of slows. And so what's the question? That, is that okay? Like, because I know people so say that. Oh, right. Maybe do it slowly, but you should do it slowly. Yeah, I've heard people say that. Okay. Yeah. I can answer that right now. Prabhupada says it should be round. One round should be between six and eight minutes. Mm -hmm. Just keep, stick to that. Easy. Okay. Okay. Between six. If it's if you're chanting less than six minutes or less than five minutes, I can chant five minutes max. Right. I'll show you later. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna learn some good stuff in this session. <laughs> Um, we're going to talk about monetary chanting. We chanted like, I think, three minute rounds? Yeah, three minute rounds. Anyway, but you, we can't achieve that though. Um, not in this day and age. <laughs> um, so keep, if you keep it between six and eight minutes, that's generally a good, uh, good speed. If you're going more than eight minutes, the problem is you're going to take a long time to do your chanting. Mm -hmm. And what's the, let's be honest, the pressures of society, work, etc., you ain't got that much time. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen is you ain't going to get your answer. Mm -hmm. So the balance between chanting attentively, pronouncing clearly, but doing it as quickly as possible. Right. So, and I'll just answer that now. So my Guru Maharaj, for example, he um, he was chanting more than six, he was trying to do, do best two rounds. And Prabhupada, there was a Brahmacharya staying in the temple, Prabhupada came to see him, and Prabhupada saw he was still chanting, he said, what are you doing here? Why, why are you out preaching? He thought his Guru Maharaj Prabhupada was asleep. He said, oh, Prabhupada, I'm trying to chant 32 rounds. And, and Shri Prabhupada looked at him and said, why? He said, you do your 16 rounds, get out the door. <laughs> You've got to go preach. You've got to preach. How's this movement going to grow if you've been sitting here? <laughs> you know, it's like Pandava Sena. Sena means what? Army. Army. Yeah, you're out on the battlefield. You're not sitting there sharpening your sword the whole time. Right? Who's, who's defending? Who's doing the fighting? So yeah, get your rounds done, get out, get on doing the preach. So I've answered that one now. And why are we instructed to do 16 rounds? Why are we instructed to do 16 rounds? Put that in the Q&A at the end, I'm not going to address that in the main talk. Ask me at the end. So does that mean we should Good question. So on following from you, does that mean we shouldn't chant more than 16? I'll hopefully address that in the talk. Um, can you actually pause and speak rather than the voice chanting? Can you? <laughs> Totally, yes. <laughs> but should you is a different question. <laughs> can you? Yes, you can. Wait, Stop dying. We talk about it. I'm going to show you some different styles of chanting. This is called inattentive chanting. So the first question I wanted to ask you, I did two questions I wanted to ask you. What would you be willing to 
desire for. What are you so attached to that you'd be willing to die for? So imagine, imagine your house is on fire. And that thing that you're really attached to is in the house, by the way. Right? So imagine your house is on fire. Right? There's a risk you could die if you got went back into that house. What would you, or who would you, be willing to die for? What does, and what does that show about that thing or that person that you'd be willing to die for? What does it show? Attachment? Yeah, okay. Selfishness. Shows selflessness on your part? Yeah. Mm, that's mixed, actually. It depends what yeah, it is. <laughs> My Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> like your, your child. Love, yes. Okay. Okay, that's good. So there is, there is in our illustrious, glorious movement, there is one great devotee whose name was Aridas Thakur. Now it's very interesting. We, if we look carefully, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made Haridas Thakur gave him the title Nam Acharya. So that means he's the Acharya for the holy. He's the, the topmost and most prominent person who's chanting the holy name. But what's really interesting is the fact that Nam Acharya, uh, Haridas Thakur, is the, um, the Acharya for chanting Japa, not Kirtan. Now you think Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's come to spread the congregational chanting of the holy name. Kirtan, sung Kirtan. You'd think he'd make the best Kirtanir, he'd make him like, like something like Ayinabhu, for those of you who know. Right? You'd put him at like in Islam movement, we're going to say, Ayinabhu, you're the Namacharya, the Kirtanacharya. But Lord Chaitanya didn't make a Kirtanir, Namacharya. He made a person who chants Japa, the Namacharya. So this raises an interesting What's more important, Japa or Kirtan? What, uh, right, let's be honest. Why do we even need Japa? Why do we do Japa? Right? If you, in Birmingham, in Birmingham, you hold an annual event, the 24 hour Kirtan, who's been to that? Right? What's it like? Yeah. <laughs> out of this world. Out of this. People even from Europe fly specifically for that weekend, you know, I've had Italian devotees stay at our house, they come just for that 25 Kirtan, and then they don't leave, right? Come on a Friday and they fly out on Monday. That's how big, that's how amazing it is. Now imagine, said, new event in Birmingham, 24 hours, Jaffa! <laughs> um, I'm sorry for those old emails. Right? Nobody would come. Why? No attachment, okay, to what? Okay, why? Yeah, you're right, but why? Because it can be simple and meditate. Meditate, 
If it was attachment to the holy name, if I said 25 is Jaffa, why is nobody coming? So what is it? So it's not attachment to the holy name, is it? Think about it. It's not there. As in there is an attachment to the holy name. There can't be the attachment because it's the common factor. So why isn't everybody rushing to come to the Jaffa 24-hour Jaffa weekend? But the, so it's not to do with the holy name, that's what I'm saying. It's that they don't have attachment to the holy name, actually. Because the Jaffa is one's like personal individual um, chanting, whereas okay. Kirtan's like some Kirtan together, like that. Okay. Yeah. So what? But why is why is Jaffa so hard? Because of process and how process the Kirtan is more decorated because mm -hmm. the Ramana and the entire place Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if there is an introspection or things come up, does that get part of those? Like sometimes it's easy to just get what you're saying. Yeah. Somebody said yesterday, um, Jaffa is really hard because it's like. Just sitting there with my mind. <laughs> but yeah, not a very friendly mind, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> okay, so let me just tell you in a very succinct way. Why is this so hard? Why is it boring, as you said? Chanting Japa has zero material, material and pleasure. If you look at any other service, I did an analysis years ago, because at 25 Kirtan, I had to fight my mind to do my Jaffa. Because I was like, why do I need to do Jaffa? It's 25 Kirtan, I'm doing chanting anyway. I'm probably doing 16 rounds of the Kirtan anyway. <laughs> mind plays all these tricks on you. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't have time for Jaffa. You want to be in Kirtan. Oh, that's live. It's lit. Come on. <laughs> Who wants Jaffa? So I had to really analyse. Why Jaffa? Why do we have to do jump? Zero material pleasure. Right? If you take any other service in the Krishna consciousness movement, there is always some pleasure. You cook prasadam, what's the pleasure for it? You cook prasadam, what's the pleasure? It's hard work. Yeah, like, oh, Prabhu, amazing feast, man. You're such a good cook. Yeah. <laughs> you clean the temple room. Such a lovely service. But what do you get? I wish. It depends which temple you're at. What do you get? Why? Why? Exactly, yeah, why? Because first, it's all dirty, right? Yeah. And then, what happens afterwards? You look back and think. Nobody cleaned this place as good as I did. There's still some, there's still some feeding the ego, whatever it is. If you look at every single service, eating prashad, right? For service, <laughs> there is pleasure. But this is management. <laughs> ne it never ends. I like that. There. <laughs> I like that. Switch the switch off. <laughs> Turn the phone off. But this zero material pleasure. So if you like quotes, this is a quote to write down. Japa is the most selfless 
service you can do. Out of everything in Krishna consciousness, doing japa is the most selfless service. We are here with love, the one trying to promote this. The most selfless service. Why? Because we get zero pleasure. But does it please Radha and Krishna? Those of you who know the story, the, the Krishna pastimes, Radharani was cursed to be separated from Krishna for how many years? Okay, you don't know the story. <laughs> Radharani was cursed to be separated from Krishna for a hundred years. A hundred years! Like when you hear like on Radhastami, the pastimes of Radharani, she was burning in the fire of separation. Her waist is said to be this thing. She didn't eat all day long. She was simply crying. And she was crying and there would be like a puddle, like a lake of water in front of her. And then what would happen is her body was burning with such high fever. She would fall, she would faint, fall into that water. And that water, that lake would evaporate. That's how much pain and separation she was in. Krishna, in Dwaraka, he's every night, he's calling out the names of God, deeply in separation. Even when Krishna and Radharani were in Vrindavan, Radharani was married to somebody else. So there was always this big drama of how we get Krishna and Radharani to meet. The gopis would sometimes arrange, okay, yeah, Radharani, you go uh, meet at this god, we'll send a message to Krishna. Like this. There's all this secrecy going on. Every day there was this leader, this pastime. How to get Radha and Krishna together? Guess what service you're doing? When you say, Hare Krishna, what are you doing? You're bringing Radha and Krishna together. You're doing what the gopis, what the cowboys, what the residents of Vrindavan were all part of. You are giving the topmost pleasure to our beloved Lord. I'm saying that I don't know if you hear. Radha and Krishna. Just by saying Hare Krishna, you're bringing them together. They are so pleased with you. So here's the thing, us doing japa, zero pleasure for us, but topmost pleasure for Radha and Krishna. What does that show? Bless you. Just let it out. <laughs> Better out than in, that's what I say. <laughs> right? You're giving them topmost pleasure, so what does that say? What is, what is this? Actually. Um, so what is the characteristic of it? Selfless no, what? Selfless what? what? Service. Service is actually love. If you really think about love, pure, pure, pure love. Pure love means I will do, I will do what pleases you even if I don't get any pleasure. Like, just a mundane example. I remember, um, somebody telling me that he took his wife on his birthday he took his wife to the cinema to watch a movie that she would enjoy on his birthday I thought that's really sweet what is that? love yeah that's love I want to I wanna see her happy to see her happy is is what makes me happy that's really nice that's love so even though I don't get pleasure 
I'm going to keep trying to feel that. And sometimes that thought alone has helped me with my 69. Are there days where you don't want to do Japa? Of course there are. But sometimes when it's like, you know, you've done your first round and it's like, I've got 15 more of this to go, oh my god. Anybody ever felt like that? So that thought alone sometimes helps things. Like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna push through this, push through my mind. And I'm just gonna do this the right emotion because I know I'm not getting any pleasure from this. Hell no! But I know they're getting pleasure. So I'll just simply do it to them. And the power of doing it. Sometimes that thought alone is helpful. This is the power of japa. This is real love. When you try japa, understand you are directly telling Krishna. There was one time this kind of girl many years ago. There was one time this kind of girl and she was having a conversation. Like, I love Krishna so much. Like she was just saying that. She's really like, so like oh really? You done your rounds today? She's like, no. Nah. Like, oh, what have you done today? Oh, I went shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so get this. Again, there's another one for the quotes. Love is not a noun. Love is a verb. Think about it. Love is not just an emotion, it's shown by action. Anybody can say, I love you. Anybody can say those words, they're cheap these days. But love is shown through your actions. If you really love someone, you do what pleases them. Right? I mean, the stereotypical example, the, the, the husband is sat there, he's watching TV, he's watching the football, right? It's uh, Man United versus Liverpool, I don't know, something like that. Right? Really intense match. His wife comes back from work, let's say, right? He goes, oh darling, I love you. She goes, oh, I love you too. Could you get us a cup of tea? Is that love? He should be getting up off his ass and getting her a cup of tea. She's just come back from work. Do you see? It's cheap. Oh, I love you, darling. Could you get us a cup of tea? Good point. Uh, please don't say this tomorrow. They're keeping secrets from both people. I'm definitely editing this part out of So, um, so 
After this devotee, this Bhagavan devotee, had done his Kirtan for he went to Satyananda Maharaj, who was doing it in India, and he asked him for feedback. He said, Maharaj, 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 said, could you give me some feedback on the Kirtan? And Maharaj's answer blew my mind. He said, Maharaj said to him, the Kirtan was amazing, really good, but you need to improve your Japa. The kirtan was amazing. You need to improve your japa. What does that mean? Think about it. The quality of the kirtan. The mood in which he was doing the kirtan. Completely different. I need to see that first. Yes. So 
So we have to pick our feedback to see if we're a Christian. But even then, what I'm saying is because it's such a, because there's no zero material pleasure, you, you could be trying, but you're not giving your wife. If you're not trying properly, you're not giving your wife what you're doing. You're actually engaging with your mind more. If you think about it. When you're not trying properly, what happens? The mind, what our friend over here said, right? The mind takes you here and then it reminds you that so-and-so said that yesterday and I'm going to get her back. <laughs> Last thing I do. Right? Sometimes I've been trying and I get more angry. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. No, it doesn't just have to clear mind. If you do properly, yes, it does. But that's, that's a side effect. What, we're going to talk about this in a, in a little while. What's the point? Let's talk about it now. It's because it's too poor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so there's three aspects to achieving a goal. There's three aspects to achieving any goal in life. So what is, this is the first aspect, so when you want to achieve a goal, this is the first aspect, this is the second, this is the third. So what does, what does Sambandha mean? Worry. Yeah, it's related to that, not quite on the mark, but it is related to that. Relationship. Sorry. What are you going to say? Yeah, the relationship, start with that. So where, where you are, kind of, understand what's the relationship. I'll be there. Process. The? Process. The process, correct. The goal. So who said that? Who knows everything? <laughs> okay, let's make our time. <laughs> so in Krishna consciousness, what's the sambandha? Paying relationship to Krishna? Yep, which is what? Servitude. Which is what? Servitude. Servitude, say it in a simple way. Servitude is like, I mean, only a word we use in Krishna consciousness. <laughs> Servant of Krishna. Right? So Sambandha is Jira Swarapoy Nitya Krishna Dharma. You're the servant of Krishna. You're the only servant of Krishna. So Krishna Bhakta. I'm going to give you like a shorthand way to remember this. Krishna Bhakta. What's the process? You all know it. Krishna Bhakta or Bhaktin, it's a female. The process is Krishna Bhakti. So Krishna Bhakta, Krishna Bhakti, and what's the Prayojan? Krishna Brain. Love of God, love of Krishna. Now you understand why Japa is so important. That's why it's so important. So although Abhidaya, the process is devotional service, which is the most important thing? Which, what is the X factor in your spiritual life, in your spiritual progress? It is chanting. It says that in this age of Kali, the chanting of the holy name, the chanting of the holy name, the chanting of the holy name, there is no other way, there is no other way, there is no other way. 
all other aspects of bhakti are there to facilitate the chanting of the heart. Why do I get it? Why do I get it? To facilitate that. Because we have to have a relationship with, with Radha and Krishna. If I, if I ask you to chant, okay, and ask you to chant 16 rounds of saying Dil Patel. Do, does anybody know Dil Patel? That's why you know that name. Right? So 16 rounds of Dil Patel. Dil Patel, Dil Patel, Dil Patel, Dil Patel, Dil Patel. What are you going to ask me at the end of, at the, end of the 16 rounds? Who the hell is Bill Patel? What happens when we chant Hare Krishna? Then there's no relationship. We're just Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. We're not thinking of Radha Krishna at all. Because there's no relationship. We don't know who they are. It's like chanting Bill Patel. Who's Bill Patel? Who's Radha Krishna? Deity worship is there. So when you're chanting Hare Krishna, you remember Radha Gopalanam. You remember Radha Lamanishwara, whoever your whoever your Radha Krishna deity was. I, for example, I remember my deity. Personal, it's personal. So it's like I'm trying to have a Krishna, I'm chanting to my deity. You see, so you create the sambandha first. So that's why deity worship is there, for example. So all the other aspects are there to facilitate our chanting of the one because the X factor in your spiritual life. The thing that is going to help you make the most progress, quickest progress, is your chanting of Japa. Now guess what? If we don't chant Japa properly, what happens? So I've just given you the theory. How does science work? You have the hypothesis. Then you do. You do the experiment. You get your results and you make your conclusion. Yes, it is true, or no, it's not. Now, what happens if I've got the hypothesis, but I don't do the experiment properly? What will I get? The wrong, the wrong results, and therefore, wrong. the wrong conclusion. In other words, my faith in Japa will be very small. Now, let's go back to our beloved Haridas Thakur. What's his faith like? actually born in a Muslim family and he took to the process of chanting Hare Krishna and uh, he became such a great devotee he, was, he would actually just be in a solitary forest just by the, the, the stream and he would be crying tears of ecstasy and we sang that song the other day Goranga Because he was experiencing 
He was experiencing that ecstasy. So one day, he'd set up his, um, his what's called a bhajan kutir. So he'd set up this little hut. And he would just sit in this hut, and he'd be chanting his japa. And in front there was a tulsi plant out there. In front of him, and he'd just chant, he chant. And he would do how many rounds a day? One hundred and? No way. Who finds 16 rounds hard? <laughs> 192 rounds. Remember I said uh, you know, somebody can chant three, three minute rounds? So what he would do is he would chant 64 rounds out loud. He would chant 64 rounds, 64 rounds quietly. And he would chant 64 rounds in his mind. And only then he would eat. So he became very well known, very popular. And there was one landlord of that region who was a very big boss leader. And he wanted to be known, he wanted to be the most popular person. But everybody was becoming attracted to Haridas Thakur. So he called the, the local, uh, local prostitute. She was so beautiful, so attractive. And he said, Listen, I want you to spoil the character of this Haridas Thakur. He's becoming too popular. You need to make him put that everybody, expose him so everybody sees, ah, oh, this is just a charlatan. So this prostitute said, don't worry, I can make any man feel bad. She was very confident and said, went home, did her hair, did her makeup, put on Chanel number five, <laughs> right, did all the things she had to do. And very graciously, because he's a saint person, she still had some level of respect. So she very graciously came. She paid her obeisances to him and she sat down in the doorway like this, looking at him lovingly. <coughs> so Haridas Thakur is chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. And this beautiful, all of them, these beautiful ladies. My dear lady, what can I do for you? So she says, You're so handsome, you're so, I'm so attracted to you. Like, which lady wouldn't be attracted to you? Please, like, enjoy me. I will fulfill your desire, but I have to finish my rounds first. <laughs> now, how many times have we been in that situation? Come back from work, TV or chanting? Netflix or chanting? Right? When do we say, oh, let me finish my rounds first? <laughs> Netflix first. <laughs> now, he said, let me finish my rounds first. I have a few rounds left, and then after that, I'll do whatever. So like this, he was chanting, chanting, chanting. In fact, the whole night he was chanting, she fell asleep. The next morning she woke up, oh no, quickly. So she ran off and um, she came back the next night. Again, the same thing happened. And Ram Chandra Khan, the, the land owner, was getting upset, like, what's happening, what's happening? Why isn't anything happening? She's like, don't worry, tonight, on the third night, tonight, that's it, it's finished. And the court doubled number, Chanel number 10. <laughs> so she came and again the same thing happened finally just by hearing Haridas Thakur's chanting her heart became purified this is the power of saintly association it's one of the common retreats to get association, to get that real rejection, that boost which then keeps us going her heart was transformed and she actually admitted to Haridas Thakur oh, why she fell at his feet and said my dear, dear Haridas Thakur please forgive me I actually came here to, fall, uh, to make a fall down. 
Ah, darf ich noch kurz das Smartphone? I only stay because I want you to do it with you. And she was like, please, please initiate me into the holy name. I want to be your disciple. I want to follow what you're doing. So he said, okay, listen, you go, you give away everything, all your possessions. And you come back here and you simply so like she's so popular right and then all of a sudden she's become this Hare Krishna <laughs> this, this saintly lady and everybody got to know in that, that place and they all came to see it like is it true is it true this person is like imagine I know some Hollywood actress really like really like materialistic Hollywood actress all of a sudden became a Hare Krishna you'd be like what how did that happen right? Jay Shade must have Preached. <laughs> so then, um, so then everybody came. So how did she get food? She said everybody would offer because she was a saintly person. They wanted to give her some donations. They wanted to get her blessings. So when you take shelter of Krishna, He takes care of you. Like she had such faith. And then finally, what happened was the the local Muslim governor. He heard about. He knew he was a Muslim from birth, so he went and complained to the king. You know, India was under Muslim rule at that time. So the king, the king had him brought there into the court, and he sat him down next to him. Um, actually, initially the king was thinking that this was going to be some ruffian, some, some you know, street thug, and he was just going to have him like sat on the floor. But when he saw the great saintly character, the effulgence, how beautiful his body limp was, his arms went all the way down to his knees. Had great symptoms. So he realized that this is a very respectable person. So he sat down on the chair and he said, I want to have a conversation with you. Listen, you have taken to the chanting of the Hindu names. You need to stop this. You're setting a bad example to everybody else. And he threatened him, if you don't, Even if you cut up my entire body, those pieces will still be chanting Hare Krishna. That's how much faith, how much conviction he had in the chanting of the Holy Name. And how, where does that faith come from? Where does faith come from? Experience. Experience. But if we are not doing the experiment properly, how will we get the how will we get the experience? <coughs> faith comes from experience. But we're not getting experience, therefore we don't have faith. It's a catch-22. So what have we got to do? What have we got to do? We've got to do the experiment properly. Okay? So how do we do that? So many of you asked the que that question, so now I'm going to kind of shift to What's a practical thing that we need to do? Okay, so is that is that clear so far? Yeah? Okay. So let's talk, let's talk about some practical things that we need to do. So 
So there's three parts. So let's call them three gateways. There's three gateways to chanting of the relatives. Have a big red ball to this what you're going to learn today. Actually, somebody, somebody from yesterday's session, she spoke to me just before this, um, just before this one, and she said she tried what, I what I'm about to discuss. She did it this morning. She went upstairs and she did it, and she said it works. I was like, Hallelujah! <laughs> I mean, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> okay. So three, three gateways. So in the temple of Ramana in South India, they have a temple. Um, where you have to enter seven gates, like seven gateways before you get to the, the main door where the deities are. And that door here, the, the latch is on the other side. You cannot open that door. And just there is the deities of uh, Vishnu. I think it's Lakshmi Nara. So you have to go through seven gateways before you get to this door, and that door can only be opened from, from inside. You cannot open that door. So I'm going to give you three gateways. These are three gateways which you can go through. But once you get to this door, then only Radha and Krishna can come to you. You can only get up to this point. Then you wait, have to wait for their mercy. Then you have to wait for the mercy of Radha and Krishna. Bless you with prem. Okay? So these are the three gates, three gateways. The first one is the physical aspect. And there's two parts to that. So the first one is your posture. And the second one is your is to pronounce. So Pronounce properly. Proper posture and pronounce properly. So what does proper posture mean? Sit straight. Sit straight. Yeah. Have any of you heard that um, chanting of Srila Prabhupada? Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, he says, he says, sit yes. properly. Like, I can't do the accent. I can't do it. <laughs> Have a go. Have a go. Sit properly. He's a bit harsher than that. Sit properly! Yeah. Like, like really. There's one time in Birmingham Temple I was slouching, like it was Mangalai, we were just in Mangalai or whatever, and I was like half asleep. And all that Prabhupada's chanting, all of a sudden I heard it, sit properly. Sit properly! And I was like, did the DT just sit properly? <laughs> like, and so, no, 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 it's on the tape. So I was like, I was like hallucinating. <laughs> That's experience. <laughs> So first of all, sit properly. The reason why is because for those of you who are into energy and chakras and stuff, you have a spiritual chakra here, the top of your head. So from here, spiritual energy comes down, goes down through your spine, like this. So um, I know when people are tired, I've done this, this is why I'm going to know I've had to do this, I've done this before. I'm really tired, I need to chant, chant around. Well, that sofa looks nice. You should lie down and it's like, Hello, <laughs> who's done that? I just want to get like reassurance here. To sit properly, to sit straight, not lying down, as far as possible. Okay, and then pronounce properly. So listen carefully to this. 
Try to pronounce properly. Okay, that's nice and simple, right? The, the, the first two, that you're, you're past the first gate. Okay, second gate is. Now, this one is a little more difficult. Sorry about my handwriting. <laughs> that's supposed to say present. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> oh, I actually have to. Because if you don't warm up, what happens? 
And you break some, yes, you get injured. Now your mind. Is it fair that when you take your mind to the Jaffa gym, <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> to the Jaffa gym, that you don't warm up? That you just expect it to go straight from work and all the, all the, the, the I'm going to use a swear word then. Um, <laughs> all, all the crap that happened at work, <laughs> right? From your boss and all the rest of it, and you just expect it to just get straight into chanting? No, what do you have to do? You have to warm up your mind. So, this gate number two is the mental warm up. So, what we're going to do is three things. We're going to first of all, Start with breathing. Now, the reason why I have to stand up, I know some of you are sleepy. So, um, if you are, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, but if you are really sleepy, like really sleepy, you might fall asleep while you're standing up. Then keep your eyes open. Okay? If you can, close your eyes. Try at least first closing your eyes. And obviously, if you feel yourself going, then one hour since you've been here you've, you've been breathing but you weren't consciously aware of your breathing now bring it bring your breathing under your total awareness your only focus is the sound of my voice and your breathing noticing when you're breathing in and noticing Concentration is like a mountain, like Mount Everest, and your thoughts are like the clouds. Those clouds do not affect your thoughts. That's how powerful your concentration is right now. Like Mount Everest. Focusing only on your breath. Getting nice deep breaths in through the nose. Any other sounds you hear only help you go deeper into your focus and concentration. So just focus. Be in the present. Just be in the present. Now in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to follow along. But I'm going to do it first. to just listen for now and then follow me. We're going to chant for you. So listen. Just listen carefully. Still while breathing. Still while breathing nicely. Just be in the present.
go to the end with it. Nice deep breath. Because get this again, another one for the quotes. The speed of your thoughts is directly related to the speed of your breathing. So when you're stressed, what happens? When you've got a lot of thoughts going on at the same time, what happens? What happens to your breath? It speeds up. So how do you how do you stop stress? The first thing you do, slow down your breathing. This is especially for you in management. Before that meeting, that you want to blast that guy, <laughs> take some deep breaths. <laughs> so when you take those deep breaths, wow, the warm up. Take a, take some deep breaths. Slow down. It slows down the speed of your thoughts. Notice how how was your mind before we did that? How is your mind now? <laughs> More relaxed. Now you're ready to chant. No, so, um, so this is where you're going to use your bean bag. So you're going to do that. Teach you the third game today. Teach you the third <laughs> When you chant Hare Krishna, your mind is going to wander. The secret, the secret is this. Are you ready? 
I tell you this, trying to hang over the same objective. If you do it, right? The secret is to catch the first hurdle. The secret is to put your most mental energy into that first hurdle. Once you get that first hurdle, it's like you catch the, I don't know, like a surfboard, and then you just ride the board. You just hear the whole mantra. So let's do a practice, stand up. And let you sit down to have a breather. To rest. I get this. Who here has ever listened to a whole mantra completely attentively? Okay, we're about to change that today. Hopefully. At least give you a high percentage. Okay? So all you have to do is focus on the first hurry, just allow your mind to catch it, and then you should be able to listen to the whole one. Okay? Let's do a practice. Okay, really go for that first hurry. Put your energy into that first hurry. Ready? Okay, we all want to close your eyes. Nice one deep breath. Okay. Three, two, one. Put your energy into the first hurry. Hare Hare Okay, stop, 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 stop. Sorry. Now what why you chant like this, okay? Hold on. Let's just listen to this. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. If you're too slow, that was going to be too slow, your mind will gradually just let go. It has to be with momentum, okay? So that kind of speed, okay? Ready? Three, two, one. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Stop. Pull your energy into that first Hare. Go. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Stop. Pull your energy into that first Hare. Go. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Again. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Again. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. For the mind, yeah. Not literally. Yeah, not literally, obviously. I'm not sure. 
you say folks in the first hurry, is that the first hurry of the whole run through? Or yeah. is the first hurry? Because you're taking a breath, you can, do, you can do the same for the second one as well. But generally, we won't take a second breath. Okay. When we chant by ourselves, it's like anything. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram, Ram. It's only because we're doing it in perfect unison, that's why we take one breath in each. So, generally speaking, we don't need to. So, first, that first hurry, we can read a quick attention. Um, sorry, someone's going to ask me. Um, so, one thing I wanted to add, I didn't say this yesterday again. Um, nobody asked about, is it okay to walk and chant? Right? Sometimes I do get asked that. So what I would what I'd say what I'd suggest you, to you is that if you are going to walk, um, I can sit down. <laughs> what tends to happen is when we're chanting, and especially when we're walking, what tends to happen is inattentive chanting. So there are many different styles of inattentive chanting, and I'm about to show you them now. However, this is not for you to criticize or judge others. Very important. I'm going to show you this just so you can criticize. Oh, look, he's doing this japa and she's doing that japa. This is only for you. If anybody else is doing it, that's up to them. It's their chanting, it's their spiritual You only use it for yourself. So that's another point. I just want to say that again. Okay, many different styles. One of them is like inattentive chanting. So just to be clear here, these are things not to do. Okay? Walking. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, 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 Hare Hare. That's called radar japa. Another another classic one. So I'm sorry, just going back to the point of walking. So when you're walking, if you are going to walk, what I'd say, or even sometimes you have to stand, what I'd suggest you do is you pick one spot and you simply look at that. Some random spot, nothing too like this. Right, some random, so just pick one spot, one spot, one particular point, okay? So now, I'm going to walk, but I'm only going to look at that one spot. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, I'm practicing, focus on the first Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Hare, Hare Hare. I'm going to focus on one spot on that window, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram. That way, no distraction. I've only got that spot, and that spot, and that's it. Nothing else to look at. So that's what I suggest. If you're going to walk or even standing. Focus on one spot somewhere, something not distracting, just focus on that, and then just... Main thing is listen to that first hurry. So you get that. See what happens to your spiritual life. Other styles of chanting are this is mainly one you either see first thing in the morning or very late at night. Hey Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Hey Ram, hey Ram, Ram, Ram. <laughs> <laughs> this is called Saliva Japa. <laughs> Other styles of chanting. Of inattentive chanting. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Put some music on, put the radio on, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Sometimes I have to do that. Try to avoid it. Another classic, another classic one, which obviously you generally only see um, 
to bring out the other bead bag. <laughs> this is called machine gun to that person, that, that person's chanting. Oh, my devotee's chanting so fast. <laughs> <laughs> the person may, have just, may as well just be doing this. Right? All they're doing is trying to get to the end of the, the beat. Right? To the point. But all the others are genuinely um, inattentive. So, if I was talking to Josh, if just like Josh was talking to me, Hi Josh. Hey, how are you going? Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, good, good. Um, enjoying 
adventure. Inattentive chanting is offensive chanting. It's like what I just did to Josh. Would you like it if somebody did that to you? That's what we're doing to Krishna. Still, he tolerates because he's merciful. But that's not going to get us back to God. We've got to sort this out for yourself. We've got to take it seriously. We're inviting Radha Krishna and completely ignoring him. Let's be honest. That's why getting that first home and really focusing going through the, the two doorways. This is just the second doorway, by the way. Still more to go. Right? So now we've been through the two doorways. We've got the body, right posture, pronouncing nicely. Not just salam alaikum, salam alaikum, salam Pronouncing properly. That's how you chant. This is, a, this is what I told you earlier. That's how you chant too many lines. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, so, and now the second aspect is be present. So you warm up first. Focus on the first Hare. And then the third aspect is So who was talking earlier about connection? The third aspect is how do we be attentive and have, have connection? So there's two parts. A stands for how do we bring the heart? What if Attention, we've dealt with that already. That's, that's this part here. A stands for attachment. How do we bring attachment? You're right, that's hot, that's the same, same way. But what do we need to do? What does the A stand for? A stands for affirmation. So, what did we say is the first part of the, of the whole like achieving the goal? Sambanda, what does that mean? Establish the relationship. What's the second part? The, pro the process. So what that means is chanting is the second part, not the first. What do we do? Put our hand in the bead bag. We haven't done the first part. We haven't established some bundle. So use affirmations to establish some bundle. So you can have an affirmation like this is, um, this is what I use. Oh yeah, and I got my inspiration for this, by the way, chanting affirmation from this video. Let me show you this. Okay, you see this video? So these are like three, I think, I think they're Nepalese kids. <laughs> I think they're Nepalese, just from, from, look, from the looks of where, where they are. I'm not, sorry, I'm not very good with the, the oriental side. So I assume they're Nepalese or some kind of like that Chinese type region. 
So she looks like she's about three, three or four years old. But watch what she, listen to what she says. At this point, she's saying something. She's not trying to hurt Krishna. She's saying something in her own language and possibly some kind of affirmation to get her to bring her heart. Then, then she carries on chanting. So now look, he's doing the same thing. He said something and then he's trying to hurt Krishna again. She's a little older, but look, look at the determ determination to chant. That's how you bring the heart. And that, my 
charging is a connected topic. That's what the problem is. So if you chant properly, your soul will feel nourished. That's how you're going to chant it properly. So I'll leave you with that. Thank you very much. Okay, so please go take a lunch and if anybody has any questions, you're free to go back and happy to answer the questions. Yes, it's not. Thank you, brother. Welcome. I look forward to hearing your success stories. <laughs> or difficulties. Thank you. Um, when you yeah, said one second.